This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to the Fans of Godzilla vs. Kong podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Ken. With me is Kyle. We're talking about uh, all of your favorite things from the new film for all you Zilla fans and Kong files. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong podcast. Welcome to Off the Break Podcast, your <laughs> podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people who book the movies. I'm Ken, and with me is Kyle. Nothing uh, nothing else going on here. <laughs> so this is what happens when Cody is not the host. When the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, right. <laughs> they talk about Godzilla versus Khan. Apparently, th- those are what the fans are called. I don't even remember what you called them. <laughs> Godzilla <Kong>. heads. <laughs> Kong Files. Kong Files and Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're going for it today. We had our biggest weekend post-corona from Warner Brothers, who's been putting movies in theaters, streaming aside. We had had literally and figuratively a monster weekend. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It was glorious. And I hope theaters really felt that gloriousness because... Um, it, it just was a long time where theaters were thriving. It felt like, I mean, the theater where I was able to go see Godzilla versus Kong, like people showed up, like people filled seats. They were ready to go back to the movies. They were ready to see, you know, just a fun, mindless action movie. And, you know, we were kind of hoping Tenet would be, you know, the fun movie that people go back to, but it turned out to be Godzilla versus Kong all along, but it's good regardless though. It, It was such a great weekend to see. The numbers that it put up, like what, thirty million in its uh, opening weekend, right? Yeah, for the for the three day weekend, but it did almost fifty total for the five day because it started on Wednesday. Right. So, I mean, we it was a little tongue in cheek last week. We're like, we're seeing big grosses, and who knew if that was the real thing? But it showed up. Yes, I mean every every location that that we booked it at saw it numbers bigger than we expected. And that's that's really saying something. These are, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not going to be Avengers right now. We're not going to see these numbers that that <laughs> yeah. blow the doors off. But as far as from first week of March, twenty twenty to now, almost everywhere these are the biggest grosses we've seen. Yeah, and th- <laughs> these are the grosses that I think theaters definitely want to see, but also distributors want to see that as well. Like. I know that we've all been worried about, you know, the streamers taking over theaters and this and that, but the bottom line is is that they still need theaters in order to make any sort of product regardless. So, uh just seeing them like feeling more confident about going back to theaters and showing their movies at theaters, it seems to be a good sign. Like the people want to come back, they want to come back, the distributors and movie theaters are really feeling it, especially this past weekend. Yeah, what we said at the beginning of this, you got to dance with the one who brought you, and Warner <laughs> Brothers is seeing that now. I mean, we, we'll go into this later, but they're already changing up their release plan for 2022. Oh, yeah. Because they, oh, yeah, we can uh, make money with theatrical releases if we do things like offer reasonable terms and don't require minimum guarantees and have you know a two-week minimum on a major movie, which is not something any of these studios have done. Right in the the last decade, so this was a large departure from what business as usual was, but it worked. I mean, it's 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 worked, and we're ready. We're ready for it. We're here for it. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, so like we said before, we get into 
uh, that story in regards to Warner Bros. and what we're talking about there. Uh, changes did happen with other studios, including Sony. Sony announced just today that Hotel Transylvania 4, now titled as Hotel Transylvania Transformania, has moved up from August 6th of this year to July 23rd. And apparently this is the Transformers Hotel Transylvania crossover that I never knew we needed. That's what I'm getting out of this title. Oh, thank God. (laughs) As long as there's a giant robot or monster, I'm in. (laughs) At this point, I'll take whatever I can get. That's that's what all the movies are going to be now. Kaiju, Titan, yeah. whatever whatever word they want to use. Anything <laughs> over a skyscraper size, I'm watching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then the only other change um, for most of the week other, outside of that was True to the Game 3, uh, which moved back from May 28th to August 13th, which, you know, we don't like seeing stuff moved back. But at the same time, I think this one was going to be okay if it did. Like, it still was going to perform pretty well in some markets regardless. It's going gonna, it's gonna to play a couple hundred locations. I mean, it's not by choice. It's just it only works in a couple hundred locations. But it was a, a third in a trilogy after the sequel was released in... Uh, I believe it was January <laughs> so, like, yeah. of this year. So right, it, right, was, right. it was four months later. I mean, this isn't The Matrix, guys. Like, we got we to gotta take <laughs> we gotta it easy We got to crank these out. We got to film them back to yeah. back. <laughs> this isn't Pirates of the Caribbean. We're releasing them week after week. <laughs> so I, I'm sure that it was production issues and things like that where they just had to get things done. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's probably the case. But that's all the release news. Nothing else changed, right? I mean, true to the game and Hotel Transylvania moving up. Great week. Uh, uh, well, it it was looking that way, but as comes naturally, whenever we try hey, to, it's Godzilla week. Don't you <laughs> rain on my parade here? Hey, it, it's not all it's not all bad news. Like there is some good news uh, that Paramount has dropped for us. All right, good news. Okay, okay. So, um, a Quiet Place Part Two. I think I'll start off with that. Don't worry, it has not moved. Let's just get that out of the way. It's still on May 28th, um, but there has been some other moves. Kyle, uh, Kyle, that's not technically news if nothing changed. Well, I'm getting, I'm just, I'm just giving people, you know, the warning. Okay. Like, hey, this is still happening. Don't worry. But um, grab your favorite adult beverage and/or voodoo doll now. <laughs> <laughs> but Top Gun Maverick did move back from July 2nd to November 19th, so. We still have a quiet place, but we did lose Top Gun for that uh, July weekend, which which was a bummer. Uh, I think we were really looking forward. Well, we have been looking forward to this no matter when this release date was. But I think we were kind of hoping for uh, this to really do well in that July date. (sighs) (laughs) This is that's the exact same thing that happened last year when they moved it. They moved it to November. Because that's the that's the second corridor. If it's it's Fourth of July, obviously you can hope for your biggest crowds, and then before Thanksgiving, right? But right. Oh, same thing we saw last year. I just hope it's not history repeating itself. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping this could be possibly the last move. Uh, so, but there was also other stuff that moved. Uh, Snake Eyes, the GI Joe. Uh, spinoff movie it did move up actually it moved up from october 22nd to july 3rd 2021 so at least it's still within that same release time i don't know how well it will do necessarily but it it it, it that's not bad like i'd be fine with that it's it's not a bad fit if they work in all the the gi joe patriotic stuff like it's something you can sell at least yeah it, it makes sense to play there right um, the other changes includes Jackass, which moved back a month from September 3rd to October 22nd. 
so not a terrible move either. Uh, Tom Cruise, though, did have his other Mission Impossible movies pushed back because of Top Gun Maverick pushing back. So Mission Impossible 7 has now moved back from the November 19th of 2021 to May 27th of 2022. And Mission Impossible 8 moved back from uh, November 4th, 2022 to July 7th, 2023. So that's far ways out regardless, but it did cause uh, those two big movies to be pushed back. Yeah, luckily... Mission Impossible Fallout was good enough that I can rewatch it on repeat until we get to May of next right. year. <laughs> like, You're not luckily, clamoring for a, a new one just luckily yet. Luckily, I don't need one. It wasn't like after the first one came out, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more here. Let's have eight more of these. You had a, you had exploding, <laughs> exploding chewing, chewing gum. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need more than that here. And then uh, Universal also gave us a surprising move by having the Forever Purge move up from July 9th to July 2nd. Yeah, I mean, horror movies have their place, and they're counter-programming for a lot of these. It's not the ideal weekend to try to sell a, a movie about mass homicide, but hey, let's let's get it in. Let's let's set it, let's book it, and let's I mean, hopefully get it on screen. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever works, works, I suppose. It's not too surprising. They've done this before, Um and I'm not sure how too successful they have been. I guess with a low budget, like you end up doing okay with these. I mean, there's like four of these now, so it must have. But it just reminds me of like The Unholy, where you release that movie on Easter and it doesn't quite fit the mark. Like that's not quite yeah. the counter programming you should be doing. But I don't know. I mean, these are like the standard now for cheap mainstream action movies. These purges. The last one had like Frank Grillo in it. Oh he'll yeah, do, he'll, he'll he'll make a movie for a chicken sandwich. Like that guy is in sure. everything. And <laughs> anything action related, he's there, man. I know when he showed up on like uh, the Marvel movies with Captain America. Yeah, he must have been shocked when there was actually like a craft service table. He was like, <laughs> "What is this? You guys have the high life right now. Bottled this is amazing. bottled water, fancy, fancy." <laughs> Like, <laughs> we're only allowed a hose <laughs> yeah he's like our generation's ray liotta like he just shows yeah. up everywhere if there's yeah. if there's a script that says nondescript man <laughs> frank grillo is like i'll take it nondescript man <laughs> has to do action himself <laughs> because we can't afford stunt doubles <laughs> that's in the fine print though you yeah. can't see that <laughs> on his contracts that's the first sentence he goes i only do my own stunts <laughs> yeah. but this is dangerous he goes yeah <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, he's looking for a rush. <laughs> all right. Well, with all those changes, it's trying to time to look forward to our booking strategies and see what we can do. Um, we talked last week about adding screens to Godzilla versus Kong and the places that did that were able to capitalize on it, which was great. Um, we're looking at just keeping those screens open. Um, we've got Voyagers coming in this week, which is a, a wide release, Lionsgate. It's PG-13, so... Sci-fi teen romance. Yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, we've, yeah. we we need it. Lionsgate offered it. It's got a window. I mean, we can't ask for too much more than that. Term Terms were very reasonable from Lionsgate, um, which we're not used to. <laughs> so that was nice <laughs> for them to uh, actually, you know, acknowledge that theaters are a a partner of theirs in, in right in showing films. Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. That was a good change of pace. Um, from NATO, they were saying that movie going comfort levels have gotten up over 60% for, yeah. so 60% of the U S is, is willing to try to go back to film, to movies and theaters, which is awesome. That's it, all we can, 
that's all we can hope for. We just got to keep building confidence and, and making sure that as an operator or manager, every experience is, is better than it was before. Yeah. We know that you worked your butt off in 2019 and early 2020 and you yeah. clean the floors and you vacuum and you wipe down seats. You did that, but now it's more important than ever. You really have to build the audience back one person at a time. Yep. And it's nice when you're doing it for uh, full auditoriums versus two people in a screening of <laughs> <laughs> of crudes on week 14. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, everything seems to be looking up, but, you know, it's still it's going to be tough during this month to, you know, get audiences back, try to keep, you know, them enticed. So you have to make sure like the theaters are a great experience to go back to a nice clean experience that just doesn't feel like what they would get at home uh that you can especially do that with godzilla versus kong for sure hopefully the same can be done with voyagers we'll see how that goes but um right now especially like uh moviegoers seem to be really interested in going back to the theater and make sure to really celebrate that with godzilla versus kong yeah, no, if you're a multiplex, you're going to have this one on screen till the 4th of July. It's going to be it's going to be on forever <laughs> <laughs> because because we need it and it's it's worked. I mean, even no matter what you can do, um bringing things in just like we did with Cruise, we have to keep things around that work and put people in seats at certain show times. And that's what we're going to keep doing with this and anything else we get the opportunity on. You know, Cruella and Quiet Place at the end of May are going to be two of those that may, will stick around in big complexes for the full 12 weeks, <laughs> the yes. standard 12 weeks until a, a DVD release, which is not the case which either with either of these, but mm-hmm. we can almost guarantee those are 12-week runs with those two just because of <laughs> what we have on the horizon now. <laughs> uh, so um, we had some news, news articles this week, Kyle, other than the... Uh, monster release date changes uh before that do you want to talk about uh how it's been going with the svog portal i've been hearing nothing but great things so far in its opening debut yeah i could learn how to read a script Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so so yes um svog portal opened yesterday at noon eastern and then um promptly stopped working at 1201 (laughs) noon eastern um oh no so keep your we we told you last week get your ducks in a row get all your paperwork ready and get everything scanned in so it's able to click and drag over they're obviously working on the issue but this is an sba federal government online program so exactly what that means is it was not going to work <laughs> when it was first started. If you thought this was going to work, you have never used the uh, health insurance marketplace or tried to file your taxes on the IRS website. Or <laughs> Believe us, we had a, a little bit of hope within us to be like, maybe they'll... Maybe this will go smoothly, but it, it was too small of hope and it, 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 came, it was natural that this was going to be crashing as it did, so... <laughs> Keep your chin up. Hopefully they'll get it um, all fixed up soon. I haven't been able to see yet if it has been fixed up yet or not. Hopefully it has. It was still still closed as of 10 minutes ago. So we've got... Oh, geez. We'll post updates, obviously, on silverscreeninsider.com yep. when it is open and able to use. But, you know, stay stay vigilant. You know, every, every day, check a couple of times to see... It's not, there's not a requirement. Like, it's not like the first 100 people that fill it out are going to get this grant. It's... 
there's time to get it in, but you know there you don't want to leave it up to chance that your internet's not going to work or the federal government is somehow going to work out all the kinks. Yeah, I <laughs> so mean, be ready to go when it's when it's time. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a race. It's just making sure, as we've been saying, I don't know, for the last couple of months now, just make sure everything's prepared, just so that way, whenever you can get into it, hopefully as soon as possible, you have everything ready to go, so that way you don't have to deal with the agonizing stresses that come within these, you know, government official websites for these types of matters. Fill it out, make it complete, overwhelm them with paperwork, and get that money, man. Yeah. That's what we're all here for. We're rooting for you guys. We want we want to see that money. We want to see that success. So let's get at it. Yeah, and if you're not a paid subscriber to SilverScreenInsider.com, when you do get that grant money, there's a plethora of information that is available directly at your fingertips for the low, low price of... $25 a month, $300 a year. Man, that's even better value than HBO Max. <laughs> Take that, Warner Bros. <laughs> <laughs> but that was also a great plug. Great job there, Ken. <laughs> Just got to shoehorn it in there. We always, we always, it's always a puzzle piece. We never know where to shoehorn that stuff in, but we always make it work. For kids Kyle's age, a shoehorn is something people <laughs> use to remove or slip into their shoes back in the olden days. Remember, I deep down, I am an old man, but my generation has no clue what that would be. <laughs> <laughs> a shoehorn so it's like a uh an ipad you put on your feet and you can play songs with like yeah a that's, that's what that is right yeah <laughs> kids these days tell me about it <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> all right so what else we have we had some oh no kyle's got his review well i mean since i saw the movie i figured i should talk about it, especially for how successful it's been um I mean, it's awesome. Like, I can see why people wanted to go to the theaters for this thing. End of review. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. What did you What did you really think? I mean, you actually got to see a monster movie in a theater. Yes, which is very cool. Like, it it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But about uh, the product on screen, what did you think? Uh, It was a. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, Just the right amount of cheesy. Just the right amount of mindless action. Um, you know, there's obviously a plot. There's obviously human characters with this, but they're in the right amount of doses where they're there. They tell you what's supposed to be happening next and they move out of the way for the monster fights. <laughs> and that's really what's important. The monster fights are amazing. It, they're just like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just recency bias, but as compared to the other movies within the monster verse or whatever, these were some of my favorites. Um, it also helps. I saw it in the theater. So that's probably why I thought that too. <laughs> But no, like it, the movie was exactly what it was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be overly dramatic. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, a story filled with depth about, you know, humans and what they mean to the world with all these monsters. No, who cares? Like it, it's big, dumb monsters fighting each other and there's action. It's mindless and it looks so good on this on a big screen. People need to see it on a big screen. Um, hopefully people can. Because it's just way better as compared to like seeing it on the TV. So it was exactly what it needed to be. And especially at the right time for theaters. So yeah, it, it was great. 
Yeah, the only question I have is, did they bring somehow bring Ken Watanabe back? Did he come back as a... He did not uh, come back from the dead. Oh, he's worth five million bucks in box office on his own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never understood why they killed him off. Like, he's great in those movies, and he easily could have fit it. I mean, it doesn't really matter, like, how the humans are in these movies, but no, he was but, always, like, the best part of them. No, it was just, you, <laughs> you saw him on screen, and you're like... Oh, something important, <laughs> something important, non-monster related is about to happen. Exactly. <laughs> he was the voice, the voice of reason. He's, uh, he was a Japanese-American, I am God character. Yes. in these. He's Godira. Ex- like, it was exactly. the best. And- it was the best. I, I would pay, I would pay for a cameo to have him just say Godzilla. <laughs> he comes back from the dead somehow. No, I mean, like, I didn't particularly love the last godzilla movie but he easily was like the best of the human characters he's oh awesome. yeah no he's awesome yeah awesome. so not none of him um and none of him but it was worth you know the hype of wanting to see it in the theater um don't know if they need to have like a monster verse because it's connected but also i bet majority of those people forgot it was connected to begin with in my screening <laughs> and they were just enjoying the heck out of it anyway so giant lizard <laughs> fights giant gorilla yeah there's an <laughs> expanded universe for this stuff oh yeah you gotta watch the first godzilla movie from 2014 not the 2001 leave that one like it doesn't matter the first godzilla with brian cranston in yeah it. <laughs> like, it feels like it was it might have been one of those um godzilla movies from the 50s exactly. like it's so <laughs> it feels so long if ago. you talk about it you're like no there's no way and it's like stylistically they're completely different movies like that one at least was gritty but entertaining still meanwhile this it it doesn't matter it's sci-fi it's action it it's it doesn't matter like you can go into this blind and be fine yeah no there didn't need to be any people talking in it is <laughs> what you're saying it was like it was nice to explain some of the things you didn't need like there's anti-gravity here I mean, <laughs> or whatever the case is you know whatever the it's like oh now he's fighting another a different giant lizard thing why is he scowling oh he's clearly mad because of blah 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 something sci-fi and he has to do the thing <laughs> to stop it and oh okay perfect paradox universe yeah totally whatever differentiating timelines whatever let's let's have him fight the gorilla now <laughs> that's right that's the important part exactly so it's a fun time like you can shut your brain off it's the theater experience people have been wanting and it, it works perfectly yep and you guys getting open and selling tickets to this um might have changed warner brothers mind for um theatrical releases in 2022 yeah they announced this week that they are planning about going back to a strict uh theatrical only release window before putting stuff on like their streaming service hbo max um and this definitely makes me feel a lot better about you know the future of the industry for sure i mean they're probably gonna stick with the 45 day window which isn't surprising like we've heard warner bros make that deal with regal to do that and same with paramount doing that for all of their movies but that windowing part is fine as long as it's, you know, theatrical only. Like, this this is still much better than what they were doing with their um, 2021 release slate. Yeah, give us the opportunity to put up, you know, $100 million openings for these films. Right. I mean, it... Godzilla versus Kong did $50 million for... Or $48.5 million for the five-day weekend. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what Godzilla, King of the Monsters, opened to for its three-day weekend... It opened to fifty million. Yeah, like we are talking real substantial numbers here. 
comparatively. I mean, it's not, it, it is the comparison. Like, this is the comparison we have so far. It's yeah. not like Tenant could have made this much or Wonder Woman should have made this much. Mm-hmm. Like, apples to apples, people wanted to see this in the theater. Totally. And that goes for what I think of as all films. Like, people want to experience a film or have the opportunity to experience a film in the theater. Yeah. I mean, people will know. People will know if they want to go to the theater for a movie. I mean, not everyone's going to go to every single movie in the theater, but for the right products, for the right stuff that works for a theater experience, people will recognize that and will want to go to it. Whether it's, you know, the first weekend or the next, they'll eventually do it. Yes, it's time. Now, Paramount moves some things back, but we have plenty of stuff starting the very end of May to start promoting and get out there. I mean, there's a dozen wide releases in June mm-hmm. that are all, you know, B to to A quality movies that we can really promote and sell, yeah, which is going to be awesome. Definitely. Yeah, it's our time to prove people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so also, just one real quick time thing. Time to be- put up or shut up. <laughs> uh, just one real quick thing uh, with this Warner Bros. New I- news. I have been seeing reports that they're now thinking of having Dune be theatrical only, which... Uh, They've been kind of been hinting at that for a while, but I think after these Godzilla numbers, maybe they'll actually do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll how, see. how could they not when you see this? And Dune is not Dune. It's Dune 2, 3, 4, 5. Like right. it's going to be this expanded universe if it works. If it works, Well, yeah. you can't build an expanded universe on a cell phone. Like that's not how that works. I exactly. Mean, you get a series of something from Netflix or disney plus and you're like oh this is fun but there's you can't build a, a real <clears throat> a real audience who buys merchandise and tickets and concessions from from a cell phone you can't go the other direction you can't go from streaming to the theater the theater is the first point of contact that works yeah i mean they'll see this in the theater and then maybe they'll say okay i want more of these and then they'll be like perfect we're gonna have dune two three and four in theaters and then maybe dune shows on hbo max which okay fine you can do that if you want to just give us 45 days yeah let us let us make money and keep small town theaters open multiplexes open keep people employed you know the things we've been doing since the beginning of the motion picture industry (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly um so i think this looks promising to me like this, this makes me have hope for uh the industry to you know have some things change but for the most part, we're seeing that normalcy that we've been hoping for coming back. Yeah, and Warner Brothers has been the driving factor since Tenet, you know, reopening. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. they've at least given everybody a chance. Yeah. You know, there was there was the Scoob issue that we lost out on, but that was May of 2020. That was at the like, start. Like we had of no America idea thing. where we were at. Right. And right. we we didn't like it, but we understood it because most of the locations in the US weren't even able to be open. Yeah. But now at least they've given us a chance at all these things. And we really we really showed them, especially as independent theaters with Regals being closed across the country, that we were able to put up the numbers that they need to to show this. I mean, we did the same in five days that we did in three days for Godzilla without Regal, without the second largest and, <laughs> theater chain in the U.S. And without even with L.A. and New York being open, there's still quite a few theaters that still need to be open everywhere else. Oh, yeah. So. No, it's it was it was a really, a really substantial turn for us Definitely. moving forward. This was one of those things we'll look back on five years from now and like, remember when Godzilla versus Kong came out? How stu- was the savior. Yeah, when that, <laughs> that was the savior, not... 
Christopher Nolan. Christopher not, Nolan is just clawing his desk. Just no. Yeah. An animated <laughs> Nicolas Cage kept us like moving forward slightly. Yeah. This was, you know, this was going to be the the tide that turned the war. Well, remember like at the start of the pandemic, like, uh, oh, what was it? There was articles coming out like Trolls World Tour might actually cause the end of movie theaters because like that was the first animated movie that like, hey, we can't do theaters, but we need to release it still. Let's put it on yeah, I believe PVOD. I, I believe I wrote that article. <laughs> <laughs> at least co-authored it. <laughs> I was screaming from the hilltops, no! It's, it's just so funny that you think, I don't know, that you think these pinnacle moments are going to come from, like, a Nolan, as good as he, but as good as he is, like, it comes from, you know, Godzilla. No, there's Nolan, there's James Bond, there's, I mean, there's all these things the in the Spielbergs, pipeline. The Spielbergs, the Scorsese's, you think that Fast and Furious, even. Yeah. Like, there's something there, and then it's Godzilla versus Kong reimagined. Right. <laughs> As basically a film version of a video game, the way you described it. <laughs> oh, that's basically what it. Yeah, it, that's basically what it is, and it's glorious. <laughs> okay, uh, so we're gonna move off of that and go on to this next topic. Um, Netflix and Sony made a deal. Uh, they made a deal where, starting in 2022, Netflix is gonna get the streaming rights for all of Sony's uh, theatrical releases, uh, starting with their 2022 film slate. Um, but they are going to make sure that Sony can have the theatrical and home entertainment windows. So it's not going to affect the windowing at all. It, it's probably going to be, you know, the 45 days they are probably going to convert to that, but otherwise it's going to be theater first. And then whenever, or however long the home entertainment window is, which I didn't even know was a thing, honestly, but, uh, they will be able to get the streaming rights to, uh, you know, movies like future installments of bad boys or Jumanji or, um, uh, the Morbius movie, like that's coming out in 2022. So mm -hmm. that's going to be on there. Uh, I believe that th they reported Hollywood reporter reported that while future installments of Venom and Spider-Man will be able to go on Netflix, this will not include Venom two and Spider-Man three, because those are 2021 movies right now. I'm not sure if they'll move those back if they feel like they need to. We don't know when it comes to Sony and what they plan on doing with that. They will absolutely adjust them. <laughs> well, you can take that as you will. <laughs> Guaranteed adjustment. <laughs> um, but it doesn't look like this deal is harming the theatrical window, so that's good. And honestly, Sony has had deals with Netflix similar to this before with like Sony animation titles, and they've sold you know, other BC level movies over to Netflix too. So seeing them eventually get a deal like this and like the streaming war era that we're in, it doesn't come too much as a shock to me. Nope. As long as we have a window, we can be happy and support these things. Yeah, exactly. And again, we'll see if Venom 2 and Spider-Man 3 change at all. But um, for the most part, this doesn't really seem like it's going to affect uh, theaters very often. It's probably, I mean, it's definitely going to play a hand in like Netflix acquiring content, but at least... Um, it's not competitive necessarily because theaters still get to have it. Yeah, and that's a way for Sony to have its cake and eat it too. I mean, they're not yeah. going to sell these things for $200 million, mm -hmm. but if you can sell it for $100 million and make $100 million at the box office, you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I do wonder eventually when Sony will ever get a streaming service, but let's hope they don't because... <laughs> They'll screw that up too. <laughs> No, they just, they can't get out of their own way. It's these, none of these changes need made. I mean, they, last week they moved a movie one week and it was a year out. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying I think it was Venom, but or yeah, no, it, probably, it was Morbius. It was Morbius they moved. Oh right. I think they moved it back a week and then yeah. they moved it a few months after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they they did do that. Slightly adjusted it like, hey, let's get through this month first before we're worried about a film release. I mean, this is the you know, Disney knee jerk avatar thing all over again, but where they're don't get me started on avatar. avatar moves <laughs> where avatar moves years. Sony's like four days should be good. <laughs> always on Christmas though. They'll always <laughs> stick with Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, but, um, you know, let's, let's move on from that and let's talk about trailers. Cause we got a few good ones this week. I feel like we got some great ones. Um, you know, off the off the board of one that we were waiting for, but didn't know quite what to expect was those who wish me dead from Warner Brothers. Yep, it was uh, Angelina Jolie, yep, and yep. we had heard it was a a western. Like that was kind of like the thing that was out there was it was like a western, but it's a current movie filmed in the western United States in Montana, so it is a western <laughs> by technicality. Yeah. <laughs> but it has to do with wildfires and her saving a kid and from some uh bad dudes of some kind yeah and it was it was like this is perfect (laughs) yeah i mean it's from the same writer and director who uh made movies like sicario or he wrote sicario and he directed wind river and hell or high water and really it's in the same vein as those types of movies so if that's your cup of tea then i think like it is for me like i'll definitely be into this one um i was kind of surprised how much i enjoyed jolie in the role at least like based on the trailer like i know she's done action movies before obviously but i don't know lately i think after you know her being a mom these days and her you know marriage with brad pitt and all that drama stuff like i never really think of her as an action star anymore so it was kind of cool to see her like back in something like that again yeah i was worried it was going to be one of these like weird mom action movies like jennifer gardner hillary swank right yeah where it's like yeah she's a mom but and it's like which no. is bad we should have think of it that way no but, but i i mean that yeah. those those were not movies that could surprise us at the box office those were not movies that could sit and have a 40 million dollar opening those were like 20 million dollar grossing movies that you played yeah. played for a couple of weeks and moved on from this is one that not only plays well in the mountain west but it has the star power in it to to make it last and work in big cities and right it is rated r but that's okay when you have a major star. That's what nobody kind of did, but that's what the John Wick movies do. They're rated R. They're made for adults, but they have a major pulling factor with a star. Yeah. And, you know, not that this is going to be a franchise film, but she is a franchise still in herself. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be a franchise in the way that it's like, I don't know, that it, it, it's it, it good. it works as good counter-programming for... Yeah something bigger and i feel like uh this movie is coming around the same time as you know things like spiral and the quiet place part two so i feel like if people are going to those first but they aren't able to and then they see you know the poster or they've seen the trailer for this movie and they remember it they go oh well this still will be pretty good to watch at least yeah and taylor sheridan actually may be a bigger name than angelina jolie at this point which is crazy to think right because he (laughs) made the show yellowstone and apparently that's the biggest thing ever right now. Like yeah. just about everyone that I've heard who watches, <laughs> even people like who don't fit the bill, who would watch that show. They say they love it. <laughs> yeah. No. How could you not love Kevin Costner in a cowboy hat for any reason? I mean, we went through that this fall with let him go. We're like, yes, yeah. we love Kevin Costner in a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Give us more of that. Apparently more, no, more cowbell. <laughs> 
I mean, Kevin Costner. <laughs> it applies the same way. Yeah. Uh, but what what about what are some of the other trailers? Let's move completely the opposite of those who wish me dead, and we'll, let's talk about Space Jam Two. Yeah. The uh, I was just talking to one of my theaters about this. Uh, I was or the theater comments about how great the CGI was in this. Mm. I mean, LeBron's hairline has moved all the way down to the front of his head. <laughs> Very convincingly. I mean, extremely convincing. I mean, <laughs> they should be up for an Oscar for special effects. effects. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> By I mean, that alone. I mean, the guy has a total horseshoe, and then all of a sudden the hair is just right there. It looks crisp, amazing. I mean, And oh, so yeah. did the rest of the CGI. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's there's rabbits and ducks and bugs bunny was there yosemite sam yeah all the classics tweety bird but uh, uh, the hairline was the impressive part to me and apparently on top of that outside of the looney tunes they have like the flintstones involved somehow and the iron giant and i'm getting flashbacks of ready player one from a few years ago yeah there's like this weird montage of all these characters like running i'm like that was from ready player one what movie is this like this is no i think they already insane. had that that framework built so they, so they just had to use it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know about you, but I grew up with uh, Space Jam, so I was watching this trailer, and a part of me was like, "Oh God, don't change anything." But obviously, you know, this movie's not for me, and it's more geared towards a generation that you know the, the likes uh, the CGI. I'm not sure if they like Looney Tunes or any of these other characters or not, but maybe this will be a reawakening of some kind. I mean, Space Jam kind of did that years ago in a way. Yeah, Warner Brothers has a lot tied up in those specific characters. Yeah. Similar to Disney and Mickey Mouse. Like, they they have so much available with the Looney Tunes universe to use. And if this works, then they can have an unlimited amount of spinoffs with these characters. I mean, there's so much to use there. Mm -hmm. Just like with Tom and Jerry coming back and doing decent numbers. I mean, it's not Looney Tunes, but it's the same kind of thing same, where they had yeah. the, this from the same vein where it's older animation but they can turn it into something new yeah and it looks like they do have that <sighs> well older animation probably for like i don't know a scene or two and then they're yeah. gonna go with the cgi mm-hmm. which sure okay <laughs> again it's not for me but i'm sure yeah. like with you know the colors and all the jokes and everything wild that was going on within it like it, it could be able to market well for young uh, audiences yeah space space jam was something special because looney tunes was current enough that everybody knew what they were instead of like reintroducing looney tunes that they're going to do with this film yeah but michael jordan then was the biggest star in the universe oh yeah and there was no competition i mean it wasn't like there were a thousand movie stars and youtube and instagram and right tiktok It, it, it I've was never big. said anything more awkward in my life. I know. The talk tick. You almost stuttered. You were like, <laughs> like uh, I'm going to actually say it out loud. Talk. I've read it before, but I've never actually <laughs> said it. No, that's such an excellent point. Like that movie, I mean, let's call it what it is. That movie was such a happy accident to begin with. Like no way that should have worked. But it was able to market well, a large part because Michael Jordan was the celebrity at the time. And LeBron James, you know, he is big. He is like a celebrity for sure. But thanks to the world that we're living in, like a celebrity could be someone as large as LeBron James, or it could be a YouTuber that Ken has never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. No, that can have. No offense, Ken. That could have as many followers as him on social media. It's possible they could. So have there's, more. you know, but it was, it was, really was a cultural phenomenon when the first one came out. Like it was yeah. as big as promoted. I mean, 
Michael, it wasn't successful, <clears throat> but it was easy to promote as no. big as it was because of... Nobody... Michael Jordan already had his own McDonald's cups without a movie. Exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, he's in a movie? This is even easier. Right, right. <laughs> they didn't know who to put as top bill, you know? <laughs> Should it be Bugs Michael Buddy? Jordan or Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm very curious to see... I don't know. I'm just curious to see if it'll have the same, I guess, longevity because the first Space Jam, while it wasn't initially successful, it did gain like a cult following in a way that I think is a bit bigger these days. But I wonder if the same or maybe even different could happen with this sequel. I have no idea. Yeah, it'll be interesting to to see what it does and if they can create a, a, an extended universe off of this. Which they will definitely want to. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why would you tell a new story? Yeah. <laughs> when you could retell the same story. Speaking of the same story. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> we have another another Black Widow trailer. We do. And hopefully it will stick with its July 9th release date. I think it will, though. Yeah, I think, I think so, too. I mean, nothing really new or mind-blowing from from this one. No, I honestly, I was pretty underwhelmed i guess because half of it was showing us flashbacks um of her in the other movies and you know there's the monologue of like you've seen me in avengers and captain america and you know who i am (laughs) but have you seen my story and then like the second half is already stuff that we've seen from the trailers before although the last trailer was like a pretty big while ago i guess but yeah i don't know It, it I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. And it makes me worry that the same effect will happen with other people and that they would rather see it at home than at theaters. I do get that worry from this trailer a bit. Yeah. Especially being so far off. Um, we were still looking at July and Mm -hmm. we just moved into April. (laughs) I mean, Disney, this is Disney's pattern where they can release things months and even years ahead of time for trailers and get people excited. But this isn't that big of a, a film. It was already a film that was too little too late. Like, I'm sure there are people excited for this, but I don't think it's by a a big majority. So it already had that going for itself or going against itself, I guess, before the pandemic even hit. Yeah. But it could have stepped in to that spot between um, Infinity War and Endgame. Like, it was suited for that spot to like be a yeah be a bump in the road and get more traction and yeah kind of like what ant-man 2 and captain marvel was i don't think it would have been as successful as captain marvel no but but it was it was one of those films and now that she's died already (laughs) yeah i mean it (laughs) is a little hard to sell yeah exactly it's especially with the pandemic happening this is going to be the first marvel movie back in theaters and she's died already spoilers i guess but whatever but um literally everyone saw Endgame. we know, saw the ticket I totals <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> kyle come on <laughs> come on kyle um it, all that going against itself plus having this trailer where i personally felt underwhelmed by it i it, it gives me some worry yeah it was I kind of felt the same about the Cruella trailer. I mean, wasn't a lot of additions. I like the first one more. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I thought the first one was uh, much better than the second one. I mean, this one wasn't a bad trailer. I think it actually showed a lot more of Emma Thompson, which is great because she's amazing. But um, I don't know. I just like the vibe of the 
first trailer more and i'm afraid that like the vibe that we got in this second one felt a bit lighter and that's most likely the movie that we're gonna get which isn't too surprising but <laughs> so maybe that is a bit helpful for the movie as compared to what they or how they advertised before but um yeah i thought it was i thought it was still a fine trailer but i just really like the other one more yeah no the um it, it's not a uh, trailer it was a short that we got from sony for Hotel Transylvania today. Oh, right. Drop today. Monster Pets. Five five minutes of animation. Wow. From Sony. <laughs> and they just... So they pretty much released that to hype up Hotel Transylvania for... I, they just did it today, right? Yeah, just today. Yeah. And uh, watched it with my boys this morning. It was everything you expect Hotel Transylvania sure. to be. It was perfect. It was just like, now Sony needs an animated film to play it in front of like Disney does with Pixar and other short films (laughs) (laughs) like maybe connected that should have played in theater. I'm just trying to see uh, Peter Rabbit. (laughs) Harumph, harumph, harumph. (laughs) I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, Yeah. I, I, (sighs) I hope that, they don't move anything else like Peter Rabbit and Hotel Transylvania 4, and maybe this short can join the ride for it. Yeah. No, it was it was awesome that they're doing this, and it seems like this is a thing that you would release if you're going to pl- actually play your movie in theaters. Right, right. <laughs> so that's always good news. That yeah. It seems like they're excited about this. And if you have an animated film on screen. Uh, we do have this available on silverscreeninsider.com and yep. I'm sure they will be shipping with your trailer hard drives for you to get on screen ahead of Tom and Jerry and Raya and get excited about this to put it on and promote it throughout the summer until we get to it in yeah. late July. Totally. Totally. Oh, all right. We did it, Ken. We made it without we, Cody. We, without Cody. And I think we were very professional. I think she's going to be surprised. Yeah, um, you definitely edit out the beginning where I was on the wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the charm of this podcast. (laughs) We're always on the wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Remember last week? Boo. (laughs) We hyped up that podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't last week. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Don't get me started on. Don't know. Just just listen to the last episode. You'll get get what that means. Inside joke. (laughs) I won't. Wait my butt with Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> and on that note, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of the Off the Break podcast. Uh, be sure to check out this podcast on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing upcoming marketing materials for upcoming projects, uh, you can check out that website. So that way you can be able to download and share all those marketing assets, plus have film information ready to go. So that way you know how to prepare to show these movies. Yeah, great job last weekend, guys. We're all in this together. So let's keep those grosses up, keep those seats sanitized, and pay attention to the SVOG portal. Yep. Get get it done. Get that money, man. (laughs) We'll keep you guys all updated on all that stuff. Bye, everybody. Bye.